welcome to season two of the Sober Experiment podcast with Alex and Lisa. Our podcast is for anyone and everyone, whether you're still drinking, thinking about ditching the booze, or you've already quit alcohol for good. Our podcast is raw and still unedited to this day. Join us and our guests for tears, emotion, and some hilarious laugh out loud moments. Season two is sponsored by Lunar Holistics. Lunar Holistics offers a wide range of professional home study courses, including counselling, life coaching, and NLP. They also offer courses in beauty therapy and for the most spiritual minded of you, they've got courses in tarot, palmistry, astrology and psychic development. So if you've been considering a new career or you want to learn just for fun, no matter where you are in the world, Lunar Holistics will enable you to gain a fully recognised, accredited and insurable qualification and no previous academic qualifications are required. Lunar courses are easy to follow and you can study from home at any time that suits you. We're really excited that Luna has offered to sponsor this season as everything that they do aligns perfectly with our core values. I'm Alex, one half of the Sober Experiment. And I'm Lisa, the other half. Hi. Hello. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I feel much better than I did before the weekend. I don't know about you. Oh, this is an early morning podcast for us. Yeah, it's because of our smashing September, isn't it? Day one. It is. Do you think we'll have morning voices? <laughs> probably. This will actually go out probably about two weeks into Smash September. But yeah, this is day one for us on recording. And we've both been feeling a bit crappy, haven't we, for the last few days? Yeah, mine, mine's been over a week now. Yeah, think, mine has been honester. Yeah. <laughs> no, normally, I'm like, I have a couple of days and then I can pull myself together. But this time, it's been, it's probably even been longer than a week. Um, I found it really, really difficult. And you know what? Something that actually has massively helped me has been my tapping with, um, that I've learned from Katie. So it's quite good that we've got Katie and Jules on today. It is. What else have you done to help your mental health? Because I climbed Snowden yesterday, which I know you've done twice already and you're doing again. But for me, it was a massive big deal. And I've done it with like, did it with my husband and two of my, my eldest two kids. And apart from the fact that I'm now in agony and the blisters on my feet are ridiculous, even in good walking boots, I know it did me good. Oh, I think that's amazing that you've done Snowden. It's a massive achievement, like a massive one. And to do it with your family is really nice as well. Yeah, it was lovely. So you've been walking though as well, haven't you? Yeah, I actually nearly died. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not even joking. We did um, the Dove Storms walk. Is it like, I think it's 12 miles but up there, you, you've actually done this before. So we've kind of gone and done um, each other's things. But, oh, my God, I could not walk yesterday. Like, I'm not joking. I thought, and I must be an overthinker. And I always think it's you that's an overthinker, right? But you know, well. you know, when I went for the walk, like in my bag, if um, anybody saw the Instagram, I had like my pat lunch and everyone was like, oh my God, how long are you staying for? I only wanted to be out for. And then I even pack things in my bag, right? So I've got a whistle, I've got a torch, I've got a foil blanket. I've got, all this is in my bag, right? <laughs> but I even have it in certain pockets. So if I had collapsed or brought my leg, it'd be easy to get into. Yeah, no, right. Don't you ever call me an overthinker again because I'm 
I'm just going to tell you now. I took three bottles of water, some almonds, and three bottles of cheese. That was it. And I planned Snowden. I didn't even have a whistle. <laughs> I can't believe it. I said to Emma, one of the girls that was with us, I was like, oh, I said, oh, it's always Alex that normally are over things. But I must do it without. But it must have become so normal to me that I do these things that I don't class myself as doing it. <laughs> No, maybe not. But um, no, you definitely are an overthinker. Yeah. We have Jules and Kate coming on. So, um, yeah, this is another. I mean, we have already done one like podcast with them. But this one, we're going to actually talk a little bit about Jules and Kate, hopefully, and then get into the nitty gritty of what got them doing tapping and hopefully do a round of tapping as well. But this massively is helping both of us, isn't it? I've just fallen in love with it. I can't believe it. I can't believe that I've only just tried it. And I'm so grateful for these two uh, originally getting in touch with us and asking if we'd be up for it. It's just become such a big part of my life so quickly. It's, I don't even know how I've ever lived without it. How weird is that? <laughs> no, I, honestly, I get it. And I feel exactly the same. So, um, yeah, take a listen. Hi Katie, hi Jules, we're so excited to have you on today. I am definitely really excited to have you on today. You two have changed my life and you don't even know it. <laughs> I'm <Wow. man. laughs> Yeah. Hi Laser and Alex, it's great to meet you. <laughs> no, we've, you really have changed our lives. Actually, just before you came on, that's what we were saying. We were just both saying we can't our lives ever operated normally and I do that in um, air commas, air inverted commas um, because we don't know how we operated before we found you two and tap in we live <laughs> with each other now and go oh I have someone else. we do, we actually do do this <laughs> it's the best the when you've day. got a friend that knows as well, yeah, well the other day we were sat in Lisa's kitchen and one and our other friend Joe was there and we were talking about something that clearly triggered the pair of us. I can't remember what it was now. And we were both there subconsciously tapping the sides of our hands. <laughs> said, Very what good. are you doing? And we went, we're tapping. <laughs> Show me. We actually took her through a round, didn't we, Lisa? Yeah, we did. It really helped her as oh, well. Oh, that's it? fantastic. Yeah, yeah. this is the thing, Katie and Jules. When um, we find something we love, you know how excessive we are, like we was with drinking, with everything that we do. (laughs) So now I really love tapping, and I'm like, I want to learn how to do it. I want (laughs) to, but lots of people have been asking us about it, haven't they? Yeah, loads. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Genuinely interested. So it is a bit addictive. It is addictive. It It really is. It's a healthy addiction. Yeah, it's a healthy yeah. addiction. <laughs> That's right. Just put that in there. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is. It's like, you know, anything that irritates you, anything that bothers you, anything that upsets any emotion, any negative emotion. Yeah. Literally do or it. physical inside. pain too. I've not tried that yet, but you know what? I had a killer yeah. brain yesterday after my massive walk and I just came in and I had to go to bed and I didn't actually even give tapping a thought that is going to stick in my I'm going to try my migraine. Yeah. yeah. You know, yesterday, no, Sunday, I went for a huge, huge walk with the Be Sober lot. 
and yeah. there was a bit of scrambling involved in this and I was in pain honestly I really was and I tapped to get up a hill and, and I genuinely wow. genuinely did I was like I hate this hill my legs are killing <laughs> perfect well, I, I love it. First, what I found really difficult was saying the negative and tapping. Do you remember when we first spoke? Yeah. I found that so yeah. difficult. Oh, yeah. like, enough mm. of it now. I absolutely love it. I hated <laughs> that hill. It was massive. <laughs> My legs were hurting. <laughs> Everyone were horrible. <laughs> but it That's does awesome. bring. It does bring out the. I don't know how it works, and I know you explained this brilliantly, Jules. But it. Once you tap on the negative, those positive thoughts just come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they do. So shall we do a little quick explanation of what EG yeah, is? Yeah, go for it. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Yeah. Anybody that's been under a rock and hasn't heard about it. So EG stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques. So there's more than one technique, but usually when we're working with people for just a few sessions, we really stick to what we call basic EFT. So what it is is as an evidence-based stress reduction tool. So basically we, we tap on these little acupressure points. Sometimes people call it, it's like psychological acupressure. So we're using, um, we're using our two fingers and we tap on the, the side of the hand to start with and then we just we sort of spend the first part of a session deciding, all right, what's an emotion or a thought or a feeling that you want to get rid of or reduce and then um, as a practitioner, we help put together a little setup statement. So we'd say, even though I really hate these hills, my bum's really sore and my legs are aching, I accept myself anyway, even though I really hate these hills. So as you say, Alex, by focusing on the negative, we're actually just saying the truth, whatever's in your mind, that people feel like that's a bit, that's a bit weird, shouldn't we be trying to be positive? But what happens when we say the negative and tap on the points like, I really hate these hills. I really hate these hills. We tap on these little acupressure points. It's like that thought or feeling gets turned down in the mind and the body. And then, um, yeah, it's just amazing how it works, isn't it? It's kind of a bit, a bit of a superpower, we think, don't we, Katie? Absolutely. It is a superpower. We think you're incredible. You are super women. <laughs> well, the other beautiful thing, as um, you both just illustrated perfectly, is that once you know how to do it, and it is best to initially work with a practitioner so you can really get your head around what it looks like, what it feels like, and to experience um, the shifts, is that you can do it yourself. You're not reliant yeah. on having to go to someone and work through stuff. You can actually pull it out, going up a hill, in the toilet, in the office, in your bedroom when while you're laying down with a migraine. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Because your partner's annoying you. I said when your business partner's annoying oh, business you. Apart- yeah, 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 absolutely. You can both go off into separate rooms. Tap, tap, oh, tap, tap. We're actually, yeah. we're actually together. And um, definitely my f- my fingers are getting shorter. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to be hard on your tapping points. It's a very gentle tap, tap. <laughs> yeah, just get that in there. Absolutely. So something that you two are doing is helping women in particular stop drinking through tapping. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that works? Yeah. So I can just tell you very quickly how it came about, if you don't mind. Um, Yeah, no, that's great. 
The impetus was really um, dry July, which is what we have in Australia. So you abstain for um, one month in July, um, with obviously without having alcohol. And the purpose of that is actually a fundraiser. And I've, I've done that for quite a few years with my husband. And I was talking to Jules about it. And Jules had actually already stopped drinking for a month before that um, as, as a result of um, making that decision. Had enough, but ready, let it go. And she was like, ooh, what a good idea to have a, maybe a, um, a support program during dry July to help more people because there is so much. You can give up alcohol, yes, but there is so much underlying that to stop that from actually happening. Um, so Jules and I put our little heads together and came up with um, the program for dry July um, and we worked with women in Australia and the US. Um, ideally, we'll work with women everywhere, but that tended to be the, the two groups that we worked with. So um, each week we met with them online live and we had an educational piece around alcohol, which I know that you both know inside and out um, in terms of the psychological, physiolo physiological and emotional um, stuff anchored to drinking. Um, together with actually tapping for an hour with the group. So we, we were working either one-on-one -on -one or we had two ladies that we'd work with if we had enough time um, to really work out what's going on for them, what are those negative thoughts, beliefs, feelings about not having that alcohol and that covered a range of things from fear of missing out to how do I numb that stressful feeling how do I deal with that anxiety um, I can't live my life without alcohol you know just it covered so much and the cravings is is a really critical one as well so we're here on cravings because um it it's powerful for for cravings not just alcohol but any any craving of any sort which is good for people to know if they've got chocolate cravings um and so this it was so successful we've got women in in that program that are still not drinking they may have come in with the goal of just abstaining for that month but they're now it's nearly two months on, or it is two months on, and they're still not drinking. And these are ladies that were drinking a huge amount who thought at the beginning, I'm not going to be able to do this. Um, and so that was purely through, I think that the educational piece was really critical too, don't you think, Jules? Yeah, plus the one-on-one -on -one sessions. Correct. So um, we do, with all the women in the Dry July program, we gave them all a one-on-one -on -one session, which is 90 minutes, which is just um, just that person with either Katie or myself. And so both you guys have experienced this, having someone just focusing solely on your issues. So what comes up for you when you think about not drinking for a month? Well, I'm shit scared. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm anxious. I'm going to hate my husband when I don't drink and he's drinking. I just hate him. He annoys me. And so they kind of go, Bleh, this is all my stuff. Um, and we basically pick some things to focus on, tap down the intensity around that, Stress, anxiety, annoyance, you know, lack of confidence. I can't do it. I can't even go a night without wine. Who am I thinking I can go a month? Um, and then also usually we try to tap on a craving with them as well just so that they they all kind of came into the program feeling pretty strong because of that 90-minute session. So um, yeah. that's another really important component of it. And then some of them had other single sessions with one of us throughout the month and but others didn't but just for that reason um and some of them have continued having sessions with us and some of them were clients of ours before and some of them are still clients of ours now but we decided for sober october that we'd actually include two individual sessions because it's just so important to get to your own get to kind of the bottom of um 
why am I doing this to myself? Because a lot of the women would say, I don't want to drink anymore. I'm sick of drinking. I'm done with drinking. But, you know, that's how I feel at 4am when I've been awake for an hour hating myself. But come four or five o'clock, I'm going to be gagging for a wine. And so, you know, we kind of really help them with that cognitive dissonance. EFT is fabulous for just reducing that, um, all that all that kind of really negative emotion, just bringing down the charge around it so people can kind of feel like, yeah, no, I do want to do this and mm. I'm doing this by myself and there'll be a lot of positive. Can I just say, I think you're going to be massively busy in November because people aren't going to want to stop after two sessions. <laughs> just thinking well, that, like, how does anybody stop after two sessions? Like, like I just literally want to deeper and deeper. Yes, yeah. thing. As soon as you do start tapping, it does it does unravel, and it's it's done in a really gentle and, and safe way because you know we we are we've got stuff buried that that's sometimes too painful to go there, or we don't even know that's there. And once you do start kind of taking away what it is that we're doing to numb it, which in this case is drinking, um, it does sort of put that spotlight on what's actually happening. And so tapping is that really cool tool um, to address that and to do it in a really nice way rather than sitting there talking, ruminating and and punishing yourself. You know what I think, think you know, sorry, go on, Lisa. Is um, really early on, I think it was the first time we spoke to you, one of you said the thing is not the thing or the thing Correct. is not the thing. Yeah. And I, every time I have a tap-in session with Katie, I'm like, the thing is not the thing. I'm not mad <laughs> at that or I'm not upset at that or that isn't annoying me. Actually, it's because when I was six, this happened. <laughs> that kind of like really shocked me. Do you know that? Yeah. I hope you don't mind me saying this. Well, it don't matter if you do because I'm going to say it anyway. But <laughs> when, you know, I've been best friends with Lisa for over 30 years, as you well know. And even in our whole time together, I'm the one who will openly talk about my past, my childhood, my memories. And Lisa will quite often say, right, okay, well, you know, she's very sympathetic. I'm going to make this sound blunt. It's never, yeah, you, but I've got to cut it short. Horrible. I can feel it. I'm tapping on this. I'm so it's <laughs> never horrible. I'm just going to cut it short. But the, the message that Lisa delivers in a very empathetic way is, okay, it's time to move on now. Let's focus on the now. Right. So, She's not one to go back into her past. So when she's coming on the phone to me, Katie, and she's saying, oh, my God, I could see my six-year-old self, I'm like, excuse the language, what the fuck? (laughs) I've been friends with this woman for 31 years. (laughs) Anything about six-year-old Lisa? (laughs) You know, you're learning a whole lot. (laughs) I know. And the thing is, though, you... Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, when you start to work with your those younger memories, you start to get more compassion for yourself, don't you? Don't you yeah, find, you know, you can just, yeah. Not negative, yeah. though. It's not negative and it's not dwelling. You know, like um, Jules and I the other day were tapping on the fact that I had no signal in a meeting with Lisa. And I was really frustrated. And then it came out that I had fear of missing out. Then I was afraid of being betrayed. And then it went deeper and deeper. And all of a sudden, it boils down to one memory when I was like five. One memory. It's like it was, it was my dad lighting a cigarette after he promised he'd stop drinking. And it popped in like a blinding flash of, you know, I didn't have to dig for this. It just came in, 
there's your message. That's what the issue is. That's why you feel betrayed. That's why you don't trust people when they tell you things. That's why you don't speak up and you're a bit of a yes woman. And all of a sudden I'm sat there thinking, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> you know, we've got we've got another session now to try and what, what was it called, Jules, that you said that you have that you changed the um oh, matrix matrix reimprinting. Yeah. yeah. Like, so matrix reimprinting is where I guide you through a process where you work on that little younger self and you do tapping with her and you ask her, how did you feel when that happened and what kind of message did you take on about yourself or the world? And then um, and the trauma kind of clears pretty quickly in the little ones and then we ask them, oh, so what do you want to do now? And then quite often they just want to go and play with you at home on the swings or do something cute like that and then we... This, this is sounding a bit weird, isn't it? But anyway, this is how it I'm works. not <laughs> Then we... <laughs> I haven't broached it with you yet, um, but we're going to go there. Okay. So then we ask her, so what do you want to do? And she might say, so little five-year-old Alex might say, well, I want to just go home with you and watch the telly and eat a bowl of popcorn. And so then I'll get Alex to, like, really visualise that. And then basically we kind of, we do a really beautiful process where we re-imprint that memory over the one that was there, the traumatic memory. So instead of feeling not listened to, betrayed, um, like she, what she says isn't important, she the the memory that gets re-imprinted is she's feeling really safe and loved and secure and happy and you're there with her and having a lovely time. And doing that process just sets up this, it's just really hard to explain, but it, it has all these ripple effects into every little part of your life like you wouldn't even... Believe. So it incorporates that's not basic EFT. That's nope. <laughs> advanced EFT. Don't do that in the and incorpor- first it incorporates but. stepping, yeah. And I can see why you kind of don't talk yeah, but it's in the early, cool. you know, in the early stages, why you stick to kind of the, the basic EFT because yeah. Hey, when you say that out loud, if you'd have said that to me right at the beginning, oh I would get your little self and we're gonna sort her out, I'd have been like no, you're never going to. No way. <laughs> you're not going to be able to do that. That's rubbish. No. Honestly, and I am the, I'm very sceptical about most things. I can really, I'm there. Yeah. I know this is going to work. I know it's going to work because I'm there. I'm at that, that point of um, needing and wanting. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason I brought it up with you, Alex, is because, like, Katie, she's, she's like, I can see her. She's, like, right in front of me. I can see her yeah. at the pub. I can, so it was like. You know, you don't, you can't sort of just go do matrix reprinting on anything. The person has to have an actual memory, a scene, um, anyway. But usually we would do just basic EFT with people because we want to be modelling. You could do this for yourself. So if you're feeling really frustrated because you had no single, this is how you would do it. Even though I'm feeling really frustrated, blah, blah, blah. Shall yeah. we do some basic EFT then? Should we do that now on you, Lisa? Because I think you was going to do something. Oh, look. <laughs> Go on, you do something. Yeah, let's do it. I'm do not it. ready to bring out my little girl self on the session. We won't be doing that. What we'll be doing is something, what we call at the shallow end of the pool. The deeper end is for when you're doing one-on-one with a practitioner when it's in that confidential safe space so um can I just say the thing is not the thing I do just need to um attribute that to one of our colleagues Monica Owen she actually came up with it and now it's been coined because it I think Lisa you know it's such an important aspect to what we do when we have like the presenting issue in this in this case it could just be I can't give up alcohol yeah but there's that, that that's not the thing 
it's yep. it's deep down. So I do just need to say that about Monica because we love it. The thing is not the thing. All right. Oh, thank you, Monica. I love it too. Totally. Totally, totally. So, so let's just work on something so everyone can get a sense for what it um, looks like and sounds like because I know that people will be um, listening to this and not necessarily looking and watching. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions, um, Lisa, because it's really important that I use your words and that we can be as specific as possible. Sometimes we do have to, uh, to start quite generally to narrow things down, but in this case we'll try and get as specific as we can. Right. So if we think about, we did talk about something offline that, that yeah. um, could be a, a good one for a lot of people and that's about getting up early in the morning is is that one that you want to work on now definitely I think we're doing um smash September with some of our members and one yep. of the is set your alarm earlier now a few weeks ago I was doing this and I was doing the miracle morning and getting up at half past five and I was like this is amazing I love it it's the best thing ever and two weeks after done gone it's the worst thing ever <laughs> don't want to get up <laughs> I use Alexa as my alarm. So I set her before I go to bed. And so for last night, for instance, I thought, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get up at half past five. Mm-hmm. And I said, Alexa, wake me up at 6 a.m. <laughs> because I just, so it started even at night already thinking, and, I've st- and I never used to do this, but I've started counting the hours and thinking, am I going to have enough hours sleep? What if I wake uh... tired? Um, I don't want to, yeah, so I've been finding that when I'm getting up, I'm not really wanting Mm -hmm. to do it like I was, which is annoying. Okay. So what I could actually do is go back to two weeks ago when when you had this amazing two weeks of getting up at 5.30, thinking it was awesome, and then suddenly you went, ah. I don't want to do this anymore. I could start there and go, well, what actually happened? What 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 took place then? But maybe for um, the purpose of this exercise, we'll go with thinking about tomorrow morning yeah. and Alexa waking you up at 6 a.m. Does Alexa say, hi, Lisa, welcome to the morning? Or what, how, what does she do? No, she's not polite at all. She just does this oh. really like, <laughs> she does an alarm sound. <laughs> like a, a blaring alarm. Okay, so thinking yeah. about Alexa sending off her alarm at 6am in the morning, what's what's the emotion that's coming up for you? Right, I'd really like to set her at 5.30. That's what I'd love to okay. do. I'd love to well, get that time. So let's think about 5.30am tomorrow morning. Yeah. So thinking about getting up tomorrow morning at 5.30am, and I'll get you to start tapping on the side of the hand like Jules is doing now. And for the ones that people aren't listening, it's the fleshy part on the side of your hand and you're tapping with two or three fingers and it's just a gentle tap, like you just sort of tap on a table. So either hand you can use and um, so just thinking about waking up at 5.30 tomorrow morning to Alexa's blaring alarm. Yeah. What's what's the emotion that's coming up for you now? The, the first thing I'm going to do is say Alexa snooze. Uh, <laughs> and thinking <laughs> well, about saying... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm going to want to say snooze for an extra. Like, I want to do it. I know it makes me feel good. Yeah. But I'm worried that it's too early and I'm going to feel, I'm, that I'm going to feel tired. Uh-huh. And I need so is it, extra sleep. Okay. So thinking about that, it's, is it worry that's coming up for you? Yeah. Right now? And yeah. if you... If you were to rate that worry, which we need to do, we rate the emotion so we can actually make sure that the tapping's working and we want to ideally reduce the the emotional intensity. So thinking about that worry, if you were to rate that from zero to 10, 10 being 
just intense worry, zero, I don't care, what would the worry be sitting at right now? Probably about an eight or nine. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Without having a Shallow end of the pool, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so shallow, but that's okay. We'll go there. Because the you do. I'm sh- thinking about it. The more I thought, oh, I've got to do this all of September. So, yeah. I, <laughs> you just need to think about tomorrow morning. Don't worry about the next. Don't worry about Thursday. Just worry about Wednesday. I can, I can do. I can. That's really. okay. Because I know that you're, because you've been tapping for a while, you you're, you shift quite quickly. So that's yeah. all good. So are you feeling that worry anywhere in your body? Oh, probably in my chest. In your chest. Okay. So what we now do is just repeat. Um, as Jules said, we have a set, set up statement, which I'm going to say, and you're going to repeat it. And then we just accept this is just how we feel. And we say this three times as we're tapping on the side of our hand. So even though just thinking about tomorrow morning. Even though just thinking about tomorrow morning. At 5.30, getting up to Alexa blaring. At 5.30, getting up to Alexa blaring. I want to say, Alexa, snooze. I want to say, Alexa, snooze. Because I'll be worried that I won't have had enough sleep. Because I'll be worried that I won't have had enough sleep. And too tired. Too tired. And thinking about that. I'm thinking about that. I feel this worry in my chest. I feel this worry in my chest. But I can still accept myself and how I feel but I can still accept myself and how I feel. Good. And even though just thinking about getting up tomorrow morning at 5.30. And even though just thinking about getting up tomorrow morning at 5.30. Because I've committed to smash September. Because I've committed to smash September. And I have to. And I have to. But I'm going to know that I'll hit the snooze on Alexa. But I'm going to know that I'm going to hit the snooze on Alexa. Because <laughs> I'm worried I'm going to be tired. I'm worried I'm going to be tired. And just thinking about that. I'm just thinking about that. I feel this worry in my chest. I feel this worry in my chest. But I can still accept myself and how I feel. But I can still accept myself and how I feel. And one more time, even though just thinking about getting up tomorrow morning at 5.30. Even though just thinking about getting up tomorrow morning at 5.30. I want to say to Alexa, snooze. I want to say to Alexa, snooze. Because I'm worried I won't have enough sleep. Because I'm worried I won't have enough sleep. And I'll be tired. And I'll be tired. And just thinking about that, I feel worried in my chest. And just thinking about that, I feel worried in my chest. But I can still accept myself and how I feel. But I can still accept myself and how I feel. Beautiful. So we're then just going to go to the top of the head and we're just going to repeat this worry. This worry. And then the start of the eyebrow, this worry. This worry. And then the side of the eye, this worry. This worry. And then under the eye, this worry. This worry. Under the nose, this worry. This worry. And then under the chin, just in the little crevice part, this worry, this worry in my chest. This worry in my chest. And then we go to the collarbone point, which is just down a little bit from your collarbone where you're you do a bow tie, so and you just say again, this worry. This worry. And then just under your armpit, about a hand width down from your armpit on the bra line for women, this worry. This worry. And then just taking a small breath in and coming back to the side of the hand, and I'm just going to ask you, just thinking about tomorrow morning and waking up at 5.30. 
You know, already, and this is what fascinates me because I don't think I'd believe it if I were listening to this because it did start quite high. Like, honestly, I already know that I'm going to get up and actually quite enjoy it. Like, and that is just with one round and I don't know whether that's because we've been working together um, every week or whether, is it, can it do it that quickly? Because I reckon I'm going to be all right tomorrow morning. It can. It absolutely can. And sometimes, but sometimes um, it will, it could actually increase because as you're tuning into your body, it could, then you could actually go go back up. And that's why we need to check and say, how's it feeling? Was it, you said it was an eight or a nine, then we'd get your next rating. It could come, to, come down to a three. If it's eight or nine, we'd not like it to go any higher, but it could do. <laughs> or it could actually, it could actually bring up a, a memory that's linked to, for example, a time in your life. And it could have got, it could be when you're a kid and you had to set the alarm for the first time and you're in that deep sleep and suddenly you hear this daring alarm and that caused you to feel angry or it could have caused you to feel whatever the emotion. So that's, that's the beauty. Once we start tapping, um, because of, that the actual process itself can start to awaken our subconscious and memories and bring other stuff up. I just so think you, it's amazing. You can feel it as you're going round. You know, like by the time we've done the three just on yeah. my hand, yeah. I was thinking, no, you're not even worried that worried now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, were you making that up? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so when I, I'll message you tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Because when it's um, 5.30 for you, it'll be 2.30 here. And I'll say... Lisa, are you awake? <laughs> How are you feeling? And she'll go, I am. <laughs> Alexa, thank you. Mention actually something that Katie massively, massively helped me with was um, watching a film with my daughter, my youngest daughter. And I think um, this is what really, really has changed like I've, I've started a series and everything now so when I first started talking talking with Katie I found films really really hard to watch I didn't want to sit there I wanted to be picking up my phone I, yet my daughter loves watching films and I really wanted to spend that time and not just be there I wanted to be present and to enjoy that time with her um, and now nearly every night she's like what should we watch tonight mom oh that's <laughs> and you're doing it. <laughs> But I've had a similar experience with Jules. I've got two similar experiences. And you know, like when you were just saying then about when I was first doing the tapping, my my um, eight, out of, eight out of 10 would incrementally go down, seven out of 10, six out of 10, five out of 10. It took a lot longer. But now, honestly, the last time we tapped, I went from a nine to a two in one round. And it was yeah, it's beautiful. tightness in my chest went straight away, even after the side of the hand went completely. And I've never had anything that can get rid of that. Anything. Oh, so, and that's that, so good. to have that go, honestly, it makes me, I wish that we, I could see you in real life because it makes me want to throw my arms around you and hug you because oh. <laughs> I've you down your whole adult life with a horrible feeling of dread in your chest when you suffer from anxiety and depression is meditating it really is and to be able to just sit for five minutes and tap and that go and live the next three or four hours without it even if I have to do it again it has honestly it makes me want to cry it has changed my life completely that's beautiful I've never found anything that works like this and like ever and I know that my anxiety is bad it's you know 
it's put me out of work for months on end my anxiety months mm. on end. and now I can manage a day and then I can do it the next day and the next day and and sometimes I've found that I've got I'm, I must be getting better because I've had two or three days without needing to do it and then thought oh, I've not had that horrible feeling in my chest since Monday you know it's like that's never that's so good. life ever mm. Love ever that. Love no, that. and, and that's really cool hey and that's why for for the sober October it, it, it's so good because that that's the stuff those feelings that tightness that anxiety that's why you know a lot of people want to go I'm just going to have to have a glass of wine to deal with that yeah <laughs> it's definitely why I drank was because and I didn't know it until I stopped drinking which is a, a weird thing as well but the reason I drank was definitely to to ease my anxiety I did not know I thought I drank because I enjoyed it but no 100% it was to stop me having this feeling of anxiety and that's why by Thursday I'd be wanting a drink again because I'd feel crap on a Monday I'd feel pretty rubbish on a Tuesday Wednesday I'm thinking yeah it's middle of the week you're not going to drink Thursday it's oh well you've only got one more day to the weekend and and that's through the working week that anxiety would get worse and worse and worse Mm. And then I would drink to numb it out. So I didn't realise I was as anxious as I am until after I stopped, which, you know, we talk about a lot on, on here. And I think yeah. for a lot of people, so that, yes, your anxiety gets better because you're not waking up in the middle of the night with that horrible beer fear. But to realise you've got anxiety and then to have something like this that doesn't, you know, you don't have to take medicine. You're not putting anything nasty in your body. It's it's natural. It's easy. It fits in wherever you are. You know, it, yeah. I the squeezing mm. the tips of the fingers when I when I can't sit there like this or don't want to. Um, I, I mm. use this yeah. tips of the fingers to just give myself a little bit. Mm. It, I can't I can't explain that. You're gonna have to do it if you just squeeze the tips of all your fingers and just for a second and then let. Mm. The calm and meridian points there as well. Yeah, it's amazing the calm mm. that comes over you. I love it. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, what I'm I would just... love to ask you two is about your drinking because you both don't drink now. Was that something that you'd planned, or was you just doing it for Jewel? I know you said you stopped the month before. What were your reasons, Jewels? Actually, to stop drinking. Um, so I've been drinking since I was like thirteen like binge drinking with my older sister and older people and I just drank my whole life basically just stopped for pregnancies and breastfeeding and that sort of thing and then um my drinking probably got really worse when my mum got diagnosed with cancer and died 10 months later and then we moved interstate like we moved I just said I want to run away (laughs) and so we did run away but all the problems you know wherever you go there they are so I was drinking heavily back at home because dad would just keep chopping up the glass because he wouldn't he didn't want me to go home because he was lonely and he missed mum so it was a real codependent thing he'd say darling I'm, I'm having takeaway do you want to come around like he was just lonely so I'd go around and he'd have boxes of wine and he'd just top me up and top me up until I couldn't drive home so it didn't take long before really I had quite the problem not that I didn't have a problem before but now it was a bigger problem and then when we moved here, all the people I met were drinkers and drinking was how we socialised and how we connected and just what we did. Um, and then I just had a big fight with my brother in 2015 at my dad's 75th birthday 
and I was drunk and I couldn't remember what I said. And I just decided the next day, like I was so done with drinking anyway, I looked foul and I'm like, that's it. I'm just going to have a break. And that turned into a two and a half year period of not drinking during which I reckon I felt and looked the best I'd felt and looked in years. And then I kind of just let it back in around 2017 and I just been, so this year, like I would just feel crap every time I drank. If I drank even two beers, I felt like shit. If I drank two thirds of a bottle of wine, I would feel bad for like two or three days. I just hate, I hated it. So I gave up in May because I accidentally drank a bottle of champagne at a friend's place <laughs> and then poured myself a glass of red. And I thought, you think you can do moderation, but you are the same. It always creeps up, you know, and I'm like, that's it. I'm done. And then when Katie mentioned the sober, the dry July thing and we got our little heads together. So I've, I'd been not drinking for a month and I had that real high, like, oh, I feel so good and sleeping so well. Everything's wonderful because I'm not drinking. And she's she had the like, oh, I want what she's having. And we do dry July anyway. And so, yeah, that's how we, yeah. And now, like, because we spend a lot of our time tapping with women who are wanting to give up alcohol, it really reminds me how much I don't want to go back. Like I'm just, yeah. I don't ever want to go back to that place where, because I know I'd end up the same, you know, like yeah. I, I could go to the Indian restaurant and have two Coronas with my husband and go home and that's it, have an ice cream instead. But it wouldn't be long before I'd be at a friend's drinking a whole bottle and then opening another. Like that's just, I'm just one right. of those humans. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I accidentally <laughs> drank a bottle of champagne. That's what I used to be like. Like, oh, I accidentally. <laughs> yeah. I used to say it on my. Where'd that go? Like, I accidentally got smashed last night. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no control. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. Were you, uh, Kate? Similar in terms of probably not 13, um, probably, you know, 15, 16. And for me, it was to handle being bullied at school and trying to numb that shit out and then trying to be part of the cool kids. Um, and so it's always been a heavy part of my life. Um, I think sort of in the earlier teens, early 20s, it was just weekends. And then when I became like an adult and took on more responsibilities um, and I had I saw how family members dealt with that sort of stuff and it was coming home and, and having a drink of wine. So it was kind of a bit of learned behaviour then the addiction hit. Um, you know, good intentions of only drinking from Thursday to Sunday, went to Monday to Sunday. Um, and then you'd have every excuse to drink, like, oh, let's celebrate the fact that we had a good day or our daughter did something amazing or I've had a really crap day and it's a Monday when we shouldn't be drinking. And um, it, to, towards the end of or starting dry July, the amount that I was actually consuming. I don't think I've been really honest. It was just revolting. Like my husband and I are now not drinking. My husband's not drinking as well. Um, and um, it's a savings of about $300 a week. Wow. Oh I know. And I and when you kind of think of that, but the health benefits for me in terms of sleeping, um, feeling more energetic, actually being in the profession that Jules and I are, we need to be present for our clients and I need to have my mm. cognitive abilities there switched on. And mm. now I realise that, you know, there was probably moments when I was really dull. And then even with my daughter just being fully present for her, times of reacting to small things because of alcohol, mm. you know, now I realise that it I shouldn't have been like that. And just energetically in the household, it's much more peaceful and calm and 
I don't know that I could go back to drinking. So now we're just, you know, rolling on. And and also I think the fact that the educational piece, like I, I think for me I was a little ignorant in terms of what alcohol really was and the impact on our bodies. And um, we've subscribed a lot to Annie Grace's work and I've read both, I'm reading This Naked Mind at the moment and um, the 30-day experiment but also the other resources that we've been tapping into and I've just found that fascinating in terms of the, the neuroscience components and just the, the stuff behind the scenes that's really um, driving that need to drink. So. Once you know, you know, don't you? Oh, you can't, you can't know what you know. And, and for me, and I know for Lisa, and, and look this up because he's amazing and he's our friend as well, William Porter, Alcoholic Explained and Alcohol Explained too. If you've not read those, please give oh, I've been listening to him, yeah. It's very, it's, for me, Annie Grace's book was one of the first I read and I loved her, but William's books absolutely sealed the deal for me. Mm. Brilliant. The science in there, especially with what you do and how much you know about the science of the mind and the psychology and the biology, yeah. it'll never go back once you've read William. He's so blunt, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Was he in like the, what did he do? It was in it was the a paratrooper. A paratrooper. And you oh. can tell with his writing style that it was a paratrooper. Yes. But I just love it. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, He's that's so good. good. Yeah, he just goes yeah. like, why would you do that? Why would you put poison in your body? <laughs> Yeah, around or fluffing it up, he just says yeah. it. Matter of fact, yeah, and it, it, honestly, they're both really good books. I actually listened to both of them on Audible, and and I've read one as well. But either way, whether you read it or listen to it, mm. didn't you, Lisa? Yeah, definitely, it's it's really good. Perfect. I think it's like when what you say once you know, you know, there's, you can unknow it, and it's like. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's that you was ignorant to it. It's just the way it sold to us from yeah, being yeah. really small. We're not supposed to know, are we? And I think, um, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we knew, we wouldn't buy it. You know, we'd be a rubbish. Yeah. 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 Somebody, you know, if it had labels on the back, like you have to label things, but wine, you don't have to put a warning sign. Do we not when I smoked all those years, I smoked and they had the labels. Like I just was going to say, actually knowing the health um, problems doesn't really stop people. That's, this, is where, this is where we could see there's a real niche here in terms of EFT. Because this is where I had the idea to contact you guys because we were listening to you um, doing a podcast with Lotta Dan. Yeah. And and everyone was going like, oh, they're talking about cravings and feeling down and feeling grumpy. I'm thinking, man, these people really need to learn about tapping. Why? Because how crappy do you feel? Like, yeah, there's that kind of euphoria when you first drink, when you first stop drinking, but it's hard going initially, right, and the cravings, like, Honestly, I mean, Alex, I was going to ask you about your coffee because you were drinking like 15 cups a day and then you did just a little like 20-minute tap on your cravings for coffee and how many coffees are you having a day? On average now, and it's yeah. not day, but on average no more than five, so usually two to three now. And I, That's I, brilliant. It's gone from three jugs, I am not joking, sometimes four, down to, and I only make one jug now. And the, the best thing is, and again, it's on average because some days do differ. If I'm if I'm kind of working and I've got things going on, you put the kettle on because there's other people there and I'll do that. 
on average, I'll only make one jug and it's gone before kind of two o'clock. So it's certainly not keeping me, it's not having that impact on me that it was having at night. Because I didn't realize, and I know, I say I didn't realize, and I probably want to know, that's restless legs in the night. Plus, you were having like the double cream in there. Yeah, I still like have the cream and the, was it sugar as well? No, I don't have sugar. Um, but if you're not having that in 15 cups, if you're having that in two or four cups instead of 15 cups, like just, anyway, the reason I brought that up was because we just did a quick little tapping on a craving for coffee. Yeah. Only one time. Yeah. So this is what we want to get across to people, the potential. So if you have, you know, mean cravings for wine or beer or gin and tonic or whatever it is, like I have just not found anything else that works for cravings. Like you can surf the urge all you want, Annie, but, man, there's nothing like actually Correct. tapping because often people end up being like, oh, I've just had this memory of, you know, sitting at the back at granddad's and granddad and dad and mum and everyone's having a drink and I just was thinking, oh, this really brings the family together. And so yeah. and they're kind of like all of a sudden aware Alcohol is about bringing people together. You know, beer is about feeling connected to the people I love. And so people get, it's not just, I mean, sometimes it is just, like we don't want to give people the impression that memories are popping out all over the place when you're just doing yeah, a little bit Yeah, it doesn't always. <laughs> often that's not the case. Like often we're just doing, even though I've got this craving for wine, mm. but when you do go a bit deeper with a practitioner, people will get these memories and it really makes sense to them. Okay, so... That's what this represents to me. Like I started drinking a lot when my husband left me, when my mum died, when that was a really shit time in my life. And anyway, it just, it's such or a even good the thing. Good time, kind of, yeah. yeah, that's right. This is how we connect and bond and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, I was going to say, I know it's not quite the same as a craving, but you, I've, I did one session with Jules just on not taking my phone up the stairs uh, when I'm putting my little boy to bed, because it was a massive thing for me. And I, it's it's here now, you know, it's on the side. I've kept it out of the way, but it, it would be here under the pillow while I'm reading a story. And then I'd be pulling it out if I felt it vibrate or looking or checking my watch. And it was constantly interrupting. And honestly, I had full-on fear of le- just leaving it downstairs. That was three weeks ago now, I think, Jules, we did that session, three weeks coming up. And my phone hasn't been upstairs once and that wasn't oh. trying. It's just, it was all, this is what I couldn't get over. It was automatic. I just went upstairs that night, bathed my little boy, did his story and came downstairs and said, oh my God, I didn't take my phone. It wasn't actually. That's so good. It was, and you know. You're benefiting, but your son's benefiting, your family's benefiting. Yeah, but that, that's been the biggest life-changing thing for me because the coffee secretly, I wish I could drink 15, you know, even <laughs> It's the thing. For we could tap on that. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's the thing. And I know we said we're going we to do it. We only did a 20 minute. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It costs me a fortune when she comes to my house because we all, we have fresh <laughs> coffee and it's like really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. We can tap on that too. <laughs> the craving, the craving for it. You know, I, I'm not waking up and thinking, oh my God, I need my coffee or three o'clock. I yeah. need coffee that has gone yeah any coffee yeah. I have now is a deliberate mindful thing that I'm actually doing yeah. I want one so it you know to have that around alcohol and to, and you know not one session you're talking doing work with people Multiple. 
Yeah. It's going to go at 100%. I would would defy. In fact, I'm going to challenge anyone listening to this. If you've got cravings for alcohol, these two ladies can and will get rid of it. (laughs) Ah, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And the point is, you know, when you're talking about the phone, um, so there's a difference between like the willpower. I really just, I don't want to bring the phone up. I'm so hard and I'm going to try and leave it downstairs. The difference is when you're doing tapping, so when we're tapping, so we're going, we're working on the particular little neural pathways in your brain that have, you know, been firing together and wiring together for years around whatever it is to do with the phone, right? And so once those neural pathways have changed, the thought's not there anymore. Mm. So there's not the same desire to pick up the phone, right? So this is what people find. It's hard to explain it if you've got to kind of experience it, but instead of thinking about it all the time, now you're just not even thinking about it. So it's like, it's not hard if there's no desire, is it? No, that's the thing. It's the same with alcohol, right? Yeah. It's not hard to not drink because there's no desire to drink wine anymore. anymore. Mm -hmm. So I don't find it hard to see other people drinking because I just think, you've got your drink, I've got my drink. But I've tapped on the cravings and I've just thought it's... (laughs) Yeah, no judgment. but, But, you know, if the desire is not there... It's not hard at all. That's right. That's the thing, and that's what I think is really important. I I don't think about taking my phone upstairs anymore. That, for me, has been the biggest life changer overall because it's the thing mm. that needed so much out of my life to be present for my little boy. And if you don't, like you say, you don't... The thing was the thing in that case, by the way. The thing was the thing. <laughs> that thing, that phone, that mobile thing. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what? It represented guilt around being a shit mother. Like I said, and how do you feel yeah. when you think about yourself checking the phone when you're reading a story? You said, well, I'm a crap mother. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it represents, and exactly what Lisa was saying, it's like I want to be present and I know I'm not being present and I feel like a crap mother when I'm not being present. So isn't it interesting that these are things that you both wanted to focus on yeah. and work on? Definitely. Yeah. We've said that, haven't we, when we spoke to each other. We was like, oh, I was tapping on that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're just like, we've become one person. You know, like people say, you become like the, the person that... Uh, you take on characteristics of the five people you associate with the most. But yeah. we're together that much. We're just like, <laughs> we're just, we're just we're blending. We yeah. were talking about this That's actually cool. earlier as well, because people don't know who's who. Genuinely, people don't know who's who. And we're on a radio show tonight. And we've actually got just looked at the artwork and it says Alex and Lisa and Lisa's underneath Alex and Alex is underneath Lisa. Oh, we've no. met you guys. Like, you know us. This happens all the time. You don't even know who we are. There's no wonder people keep saying, which one's Alex, which one's Lisa? We are anymore. One. You're one. It doesn't matter. We are. We are. Now, I, think, I think that's going to be really useful for people. And honestly... Please, if you're listening, don't just take our word for it. Like, go on, you've got videos on YouTube, you've got your pages. Let's just, before we go, tell people where they can look at some of the stuff you do because we've got our last podcast we did where you can actually see us on YouTube doing tapping on our own YouTube channel. That was the coffee. Mm. But there's so many yeah. places as well where people can find you too and check you out. Please do because you'll just love them like we do. We're addicted. <laughs> oh, you guys are beautiful. Thank you. You can a lot of um, Jules and my work because we do what's called tapping tips with Jules and Katie. Um, that's on Katie Walker EFT on YouTube. 
But we do have um, for the Sober October, we've got on Facebook, it's tapping with Jules and Katie and that's where all the information about Sober October is. And then we have our own respective Facebook pages, but they they do kind of blend (laughs) a little bit. So um, We don't have a website that's for this business yet. So, But a lot of our stuff also is on... Uh, well, my website's just www.tappingwithjewels.com. So our event, our Sober October event is actually, you can find that on the website. But all of our stuff is on our Facebook page, um, Tapping yeah. with Jules and Katie. Thank and you. we've got a little Instagram page as well. Yeah, you're on Instagram Because yeah, that's fairly new, isn't it, the joint page on Instagram? Yeah, yeah we're, we're pretty new, actually. Yeah. Oh, I needed to put that on because somebody was asking um, on our story yesterday, actually, about tapping. They'd woke up in the night and wanted to know if there was any tapping techniques to go back to sleep. So I tagged you two in it, but I didn't realise you had um, your own new Instagram page. So I'll have a look for that. But we'll put the links on anyway, won't we, Alex? Yeah, we will. We'll put the links on and, um, yeah, get a nice write-up about you on this. And it will be on YouTube and it'll be on all our usual podcast channels as audio as well. So if you're listening, check out Jules and Katie. They are absolutely awesome. They've saved our lives, changed our (laughs) truth, isn't it, Lisa? Truth. It is actually true. Truth. Amazing, thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time, both of you, to come on again. I bet you're sick. I know you're sick of us yet. <laughs> no, no, we thank love, you. love you guys. We just love your accents <laughs> and, and we what love you yours. stand for. <laughs> we thank you for having us again. No, thank yeah, you so thank much, you. and we'll speak to you both soon. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.